Visit Arcade Club in Bury, Greater Manchester, the largest gaming venue in Europe. With over 250 games, all set to free play, there's something here for every gamer. Classic arcade machines, pinballs and consoles, along with modern consoles, Japanese rhythm games, powerful PCs and VR stations. For just £12 for one floor, £16 for both and £6 for children, you can stay as long as you like. It's open Thursdays to Sundays with free parking, two licensed bars, two kitchens and fair prices. And there's no need to book, just turn up for an awesome day out. ようこそ、テンペンスアーケードポッドキャストへ。ビクター・マーランドとショーン・ホーリーです。So, hello! We are the podcast with many intros.Yes!I think you're right.Yes, I am.、Uh, my name is Victor Marlin. That person I'm talking to on the other end of the line is Sean Holly. I haven't talked to you for ages, apart from a minute ago, obviously. You've been busy.Very.Very? Very? Doing what? Arcade stuff, I hope. Yeah. Go on, tell me all about the arcade stuff you've been doing. Right, what I've been doing, what、mm-hmm. I've been doing. Oh, actually, before that, I've been playing, I've started, I kept on playing Gyrus. Because I'm getting、Are、really. Are you trying to annoy、it. me? No. And I was trying to. Oh, I got a ping. Thanks, Vic. Yeah, because it means next. Hurry up. And I was trying to improve my game. I'm getting up to about 400,000 now. Wow, that's a the, good score. The last three levels, Mars, I've, just, I've worked out how to do them so I can do it now. But I, I changed my stick to four way halfway through the week to play Armored Car, so I've not played Gyrus since、uh-huh. then. Talking about But, Mars, have you tried those new Mars Fudge Brownie Mars bars? Oh, they're nice. Are they? Yeah. Ooh, I've got some Galaxy counters here. Look, kids. Shaky, shaky. County, county. They're, they're like Galaxy minstrels, but naked. They ain't got the shell on. Nice.、Mm, also. I've been doing lots of stupid little bits of filming for Arcade Club YouTube and Facebook page. They'll be coming out. Okay. What, what have you been doing with those films? Is it, is it、uh, the modern stuff or the retro stuff? What have you been centering on? Well, Dan, who's the, the, the cameraman guy. Is he Dan Maku?、Uh, Dan Maku, yeah. He's, That's his new name. A little feature on Resident Evil, and we've all done some stupid bits in that. He's recorded, he's recorded me, he like, gets a staff member, puts them on the spot, fires 10 questions, favourite arcade game, first arcade game, what it, most impressive graphics, just fires them at you, so you've got to think、favorite、on the spot.、Biscuit. And you know, I'm not very good at thinking, but I think it went all right. I'm not good at thinking. Oh, I got interviewed by some college students yesterday. Oh, cool. Nice one. So, uni- university students about the. Current negative press the game, gaming industry is receiving. Oh, is it? And I've just said, yeah, well, it's been going on. It always has had, though, hasn't it? But why is it getting one? Why is it getting a bash in now, then? What's the, new, what's the new reason for it? They're just, they're just people of mental art. I think Fortnite's a lot to do with it as well. People, you know, stealing kids' innocence, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I thought Fortnite was a kid's game. It is. Oh, okay. But they, they all just play it. But I've just said, like, You know, it's, it's better than sitting down watching Coronation Street for 20 years. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's like interactive and you, you camaraderie, and, you know, all the normal things that we know about gaming. It depends on the individual, really, doesn't it? If you, if you want to get on, online with your mates and play these modern games, have a laugh, that's great. But it's only when 
when you start getting aggressive towards people, you know, complete strangers, you would never do that to in the street. That's that's when it gets a bit rubbish, doesn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Guess what else, Vic? Guess guess what else, Vic? Tell me, apart- tell me some things that I don't know. I've got my me, me mouse wire trapped around my leg, but apart from that, yeah, is it a killer mouse? Ah, nice. It's a mat. You use it for a keyboard and pointing it. Carry on. Right. I've been... Oh, Williams defended me at the club. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Did anyone uh, special turn up? Because Eugene Jarvis turned up last year, didn't he? Yeah, and guess who was his main co-partner in creating it? The defender. Oh, oh. What was his name? I can't remember his name now. Larry DeMar. Larry DeMar. Did he turn up? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, brilliant. Oh, I thought Uh, you were joking. uh, Wow, cool. I interviewed him. Got got about half an hour's video footage, so hopefully that will make it on too. That is absolutely brilliant. How cool is that? Having the actual people turn up. Is he a Chicago White as well? He is. Uh, he is I yeah. know why. He was trying to get rid of get get out of the way of that minus forty degrees Celsius weather over in Chicago they've been having at the moment. Could be. He's, he's doing something else in the UK as well, but this this was a, a main reason for his visit. A really nice guy. Nice. I just I just chatted to him about his whole life, what he how he you know what he did up to Defender, what he did after Defender, and yeah, really good, really cool. good. Can I just do a quick shout out to all our friends in Chicago? Yeah, it's a bit nippy out there, lads and lasses. Wear a hat and perhaps a vest. If you're from north of England, you might need your big coat. You might need a big coat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. It's been Don't shockingly cold in Chicago, so be, stay safe, people. Seriously, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, kids. Stay off them rivers, because they're solid. Oh, God, yeah. See that Chicago River froze? Yeah, What's not it? just the Chicago River. That's the, uh, is it Hudson? Is it, no, Hudson's New York. Michigan. That's, or, that's... or the Thames, one of them. One Thames. of the big wobbly, watery things. <laughs> oh, he also had a really nice chat. It, it's it was mega busy, but I had a really nice chat with Jeff Minter and Giles, just passing them on the stairs. Oh, cool! They were and there I for said, the, the Williams thing as well. Yeah, so can I nice. get an interview with you guys later? And he said, yeah. And then it, I just got so busy. Do you know, for the third Saturday running, mm-hmm. our K Club has been at capacity, so that's one out, one in. Wow. That's the, it happens a couple of times a year, maybe, but this is three weeks running. Wow. So I don't know what's don't know what's going on. So from two o'clock till half past four, mm-hmm. five o'clock, it was one out, one in. Oh wow! Was that people mainly there for the, the Williams thing, or just you know regular visitors? Uh, no, the Williams thing added another forty people to it, so there was that. But the right. previous two Saturdays was. Yeah, there's no big event. There was a YouTubers event as well on the Friday and yeah. Saturday. So that added to the numbers. Nice one. Because a lot of the people I talked to in WhatsApp groups and stuff were coming up for that as well. Yeah, it's brilliant. I saw, saw loads of my friends. It was great. A great mm-hmm. day, even though, you know, it is just so insanely busy. But I'm still loving it. Good loving stuff. It, Mick. Go what on. else have I been doing? Oh, one more thing. Then then you can talk. Do you want to talk or not? Can I Go talk? on. Go on. But, all right, I've been thinking, uh-oh, of all the games we've covered on the podcast and the ones I don't really play now, but I'd like to go back to them. Sort of you mean like business. Donkey Kong? No, not that one. Oh. And I've, d- I've done a list of them, you know, ones I really want to go back to. Yeah, this is this is sounding like a good idea. Are you okay? Yep. Sure? Yep. Swimmer. Swimmer. Yes, Swimmer was a great game. We played that in Chicago, didn't we? Yeah, I've never really played it at all. Oh, because this, this is before you joined the podcast. Uh, Alex and I did it. It was an early one. It's, the, it's number one or two or something. I think two, because Higamaru was the first one. 
Yeah. I remember and it fondly. Jumping Jack. How I loved that game. I want to get I, I got quite good at it, but I, not I loved I'm pretty good at jumping jack. I really like that game. Really like it. Donkey Kong Three, I didn't like it at the time, but it, it has grown on me a lot. I want to get into Donkey Kong Three. Yeah, it's not a bad little game. Rygar, I have played that hell of a lot, but I want to get farther in it. Sun mm-hmm. Sun, what a cool little game that was. Remember Sun Sun? Yes, it was. That is a gr- nice little game. We really like that one. Simple, but effective. Mm. Like me. Mm. Pulsar. Oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah. Classics. Eyes. Eyes, which I played in Chicago, which that's what reminded me of it. I got there's in the little box in the center of the screen there's eight levels isn't there and I think maybe little eight numbers and they yes. correspond to the level I think you could say you've won CC when you've done level eight and it goes back to one and I got to seven when I, when we played it I got oh, to really? seven yeah so I want to try and do that that's another one that be a, yeah I'd like to get back into eyes I love eyes great game wonder boy no great. not so much I didn't get very far. Well, I got quite far, I thought, but it's a huge game. Yeah, it's really long. Turtles. Yes, now you're talking, son. Let me just give you a... Oh, no, no, better than that. Because you're talking about such cool games, you'll get a... <laughs> a resident ping. No, yeah, Turtles. That, that's a cool little game. And you're not going to like this one, but it, it's got some kind of strange lure to me. Toot and calm. Oh, I, no. Flawed. It's just a flawed it was, game. Yeah, but pr- it was pretty good, but a flawed game. One massive omission, not firing up and down. Ruins the game mm. for me, that one. Jungler. Yep. I've, had, I've, had about half hour, I've had about half hour on that after playing this. Great game, great game. Amidar. I just love the mechanics of that. How you can almost... I know it gets a bit manic, but you can work out where the guys are going. Yeah, I, I've, I absolutely hated Amidar. And I'm slowly changing my tune on that one. I played it the other day and I got 30,000, which is not amazing score, but it's really good for me. And I sort mm. of, it clicked with me. You know, sometimes they just click. Yeah. It sort of clicked. And I'm, I'm going to play more of it because it's on the the Phil Murray Stern Stroke Konami multi-board, which I've got. I'm going to play it. If it's on there, I'm going to play it. Nice. That's pretty cool. I've only got four more. Hang on, kids. Mappy. No, I don't like Mappy. I hate Mappy. If I met Mappy, I'd stamp on him. He's a small, small mouse. And he's I know, got big I'd stamp ears. on him. Okay. I'd put little traps out for him. <laughs> There's something to do with the the doors. You, you Using the doors almost as a weapon, I, I find it really appealing. I want to get into that. Yeah, trap his fingers in the door. Ow! Time Pilot 84. I love that. Ooh, I want to get... Oh, oh, I've got something to talk about that later on. Oh, ooh, Okay. Space area, I won a 1cc. I got to 13 out of 18. Did you really? That's good. And Spatter, I won a 1cc. That I love Spatter. I didn't. Spatter is a great game. I can't remember many levels, but I got quite far into it. Yeah, with that, that game, level. you can play it like you did, like we did, and just go to as many levels as you can and get all the bits and bobs. Or you can do that bit. If you learn all the secrets, you can get millions of points in the first like five levels, can't you? Mm. Which is not cheating, but it's a sort of way around it. But yeah, it sort of ruins the fun, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I just want to try. Yeah, yeah. So it's about what is it like? Fifteen games there. I want to go back. What you to. need to do, I suppose you've done it already. A lot of other our listeners do. If you've got um, a Mame setup or a Pi setup or whatever, you can create a favourites. Doesn't matter what front end you use. Most of them have got um, different pages, so you can have a, a favourites and you can put all these games in your favourites. So you can mm. just sort of concentrate on them rather than scrolling through thousands, hundreds, and thousands of games in Mame. 
you can just put your favourites on there, like 15 or 20 games, and just play that, which is kind of how I play the Konami Stern multi-board. I think there's 11 games on it at the moment, and Phil's always adding to them now and again when he, when he gets time. And I just play them a lot, because it's in a machine. It's in a dedicated machine for that, that board. And I just cycle through those games a lot, and they're a lot of my favourites, so that's a really great way of concentrating on games and getting better at them. I think that's a good idea. What we need to do is work out how many you want to do. It would just be me and you, but if the listeners want to do it as well, it's up to them. And we'll see if we can improve on our scores from what we did in the podcast. Yeah, I might. I can smell a feature. I might do all the four-way ones, Mm. all the four-way stick ones, like Jumping Jack, Sun Sun, Pulsar. Eyes has got to be four-way, isn't it? It is four-way, yeah. Turtles, Mm -hmm. Amadar. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. Have, Have you got a... A setup with main favourites in it. Have you got that? I think you yeah. haven't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Ten pence favourites. I did have. Yeah, but since I've upgraded my main to a groovy main, I haven't got them. We wouldn't take long to do it. But we've done what's this? One hundred and twenty-five games. There's got quite a lot of games in there. Mm. And one or two of them from the early games have got odd controls because I think we did. Ooh, we did Rescue, which is a two joystick setup. But I think that's the yeah. only game we've played with odd controls. You know. Because mm-hmm. when Alex and I did it, the listeners weren't really following our scores, so it was just me and Alex playing it. And we played on, we had machines, both had machines at the time with two joysticks. So yeah, mm. but it, all the other games are fine. And, and Space Harry is sort of strictly analog as well, isn't it? You can play. I can play it quite well with a digital. But can stick you get to level think... three with the digital? Level thirteen, 13. sorry. Like yeah. You can you? Yeah, you can. You can kind of use it because. It keeps centering. If you've got a digital stick, it keeps centering, and you can use that center as a guide. Like okay. on the third level, you know, if you're centered on on the third level, you fly over the mushrooms at the top of the mushrooms. Ah, right. And stuff like that. Tactics, kids. Tactics. Ooh, like a bit of tactics. Anyway, sorry, it's me rambling. What have you been up to, Vic? Uh, well, doing quite a bit of 3D printing, uh, some arcade stuff, uh, printing some. Octagonal gates for joysticks. You know the bit that goes on the bottom? It gives you eight ways, so you can actually go right into the corners of the sticks. It guides you into your diagonals and your and your compass points. So yeah. made, made a few of those. You can buy them, but I've got a 3D printer. I've got PLA. Why not? Have uh, you done a round one for gyrus yet? Uh, not for me, no. But I could do you, you one if you want. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, what joystick have you got? Which one that? Is it uh, LS32? It's a silver one with the black top. That's the one. Mm. Been making enclosures for Bobby Idod, because he's a mate of mine. Um, and also made an attachment for my 3D printer that holds a dial indicator, so I can get my table really, really true. It's probably a bit technical right. for most people, that. Uh, I made some PCB spacers for a board I got recently, because um, on this board, it's quite a big board, and in the middle, it sagged a bit, because boards do that when they get heavy with lots of components. And it's got a space in the middle, holes in the middle of it, to put spacers, 30mm spacers. And I didn't have any spare, so made them on the 3D printer. Took five minutes to design them, like 20 minutes to print them out. Bish bosh, sorted. Free. Wow. It's quite good for little bits like that. I mean, they don't look pretty, but they actually do the job really nicely. I made a slightly bigger actuator, you know, the bit that actually clicks against your micro-switches on a joystick. Uh, yeah. So the four-way works better, because the four-way obviously goes into the diamond shape and needed to go a little bit further, so that works quite nice. I've also Ooh. been working on the Food Fight Sub-Electro Isis Cab Conversion. Uh, mm. I've got to explain the movement of Charlie. 
You know Charlie Chuck, the guy you control in it? Yeah. Well, as most people probably know already, Food Fight is an analogue game. You play it with an analogue joystick. So the further you move the joystick, and you move it in 360-degree sort of increments, your movement, so with Food Fight, you've got to aim where you fire. It's not just an eight-way. You can move all the way around, all the sort of segments of a 360. And on one of the levels, you've got to stand still and just move the joystick ever so slightly to aim, and you won't move off of the food you're firing, because if you move off, you don't get any more food to fire. So you've got to do it quite gently. And I've been messing around with the Ultra Stick 360, and it doesn't seem to work as I remembered playing on the original hardware. Because uh, Backflipper, a friend of ours, has got a cocktail of Food Fight, and I don't remember playing it quite as... Well, the one I'm playing on is not quite as good as it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to borrow an APAC and try an, a proper analog joystick. Because I've actually got a Sega analog joystick and see if that's any better than the uh, the Ultra Stick. And maybe right. buy an APAC for it. Because I want it to be as close as the original as I can. Because I can't afford the original parts. I mean, a board and a proper joystick for that's five or £600. And I don't want to do that just for a conversion. I'm just going to, it's going to be a main pie in there. With as as close as I can get to the controllers, I can. That's been quite good. I've been doing all sorts of bits of that. Got the artwork in there. Uh, got the T molding. I put some of the T molding on. Um, it looks pretty good so far, but it's not got a lot left to do. But I've got to get that control just right, and that will make mm. the game. I think. I saw White Lies, the band in Kingston recently, my local town. They played there. They played a few times. Really good as usual. Ooh. Uh, I've been playing Armored Car, our game for this week. Uh, on the Scramble hardware multi-board. And I've also, I've written the notes here, I really need better sticks on that cab, but I have actually changed them now. I've got these joysticks yeah. where, they're special joysticks where the bottom, where the um, the micro-switches are, actually twists off. So the idea is, you have a hole in your control panel, the same size as the button hole, 29mm, you put the joystick into it, and you, you, you put like a clamping nut on the back of it, and then you put the bottom of the joystick back on, so you don't need the four bolt holes to mount the right. joysticks. And I've got two of these, and they've got a gate on the bottom. You just twist around for eight or four-way, which I need on that scramble multi, because some games are four-way, some are eight-way. And obviously two joysticks for minefield and, and rescue. But what I was finding is the, the springs on it were really stiff, like really stiff, and it was sort of impeding the game a bit. And what I did is I changed the springs around for some softer springs, and they're quite loose now, but they, they work really nicely. They're absolutely lovely in four and in eight way and playing two joysticks together. So that improved my armoured score, my armoured car score quite well as well. So you're taking the stick apart there, aren't you? You've got to take it apart. You take the, the circlip off the bottom and it all comes apart. And the, the spring in it is like a really thick spring. I thought, God, this is quite an industrial spring. And I had some springs from an old kit I had. I had a, like a, a little sort of selection box of springs. I thought, oh, these look a bit weedy. Put them in there and they work really nicely. Works really well. Well mm. pleased with that. So that is the control panel that's going to stay on there for the Scramble multi-hardware. So that's probably going to be the next machine I tart up, actually, because it's all, it's all properly working. There's no artwork for it yet, and I haven't installed the different coloured um, T-moulding. What artwork are you going to use? Just Scramble? Well, funny you should say that. Our friend, Phil Maximum Power-Up, from the Maximum Power-Up podcast, has offered to do me some Konami artwork for it, because he is a graphic designer by trade. So I'm going to get yes. a top-notch job of it. I'll tell him sort of what I want, what fonts to use for the Konami, and see what he comes up with. And I'm also mm. thinking, 
when I have actually got all six machines up and ready, which shouldn't take too long, I keep saying that, but you know, there's not a lot really to do, it's just getting time to do them. I'll have them all together in a line, they'll all be nice and colourful. I was even thinking of perhaps getting some small side art made up for them, for the games that are playing in them. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. often see the sides of my machines, because they're quite close together in the garage, but when I take them to shows, like Revival, they can put them on, on an angle so you can see all the artwork on them. It's only a thought. would make them look nicer, I think. Yeah, yeah. On an angle. Yeah, it would be good. Mm. Where did we... That Underground Retrocade. Underground Retrocade. They've got the games on there. Yeah. You can see all the side art. It's good. Clever. So I will be taking some... It depends on how the transport goes, but I will be taking some of those little ISIS cabs to Revival this year in June. Uh, that is about all I've been doing, really. Just been getting stuff ready, tidying the garage as usual. It's always a mess. Uh, received some PCBs recently I'll, tell, I'll talk about in the pickups. I've been testing. Really happy with those. And that's about it, really. I have played a bit more Armoured Car than I would play the normal games. So I do like that one. And because I've got it already set up in a machine, I've been playing it a bit. Yeah, I've played it quite a bit. I've, I've been, yeah, we'll talk about that anyway later on. Hmm. Yes! Arcade News. Right. This is a little post directed our way from Mr. Charlie Farr. FPGA Mr. Board, M-I-S-T-E-R board, running on a cab through a J-Pack. Oh, I've heard of these boards before, but not running a cab. So yeah. We've, we've got a little link in the no-shows, and it's and a video as well, and it shows you how how they've done it. Very interesting, because these are, these are like super Raspberry Pi kind of things, from what I understand. Mm, no. FPGA is Field Programmable Gate Array, and what they do is they emulate the hardware. Yeah, I know, but are they so not? It's not emulation software. It's it's the board emulating the actual chips at chip level. Yeah, but is is it sort of loaded up with games though? Yeah, you can do. But you know, I've got the the Millstar board, which runs Cuba and a lot of those games from that hardware, and I've also got the the J Rock Berserk board. Yeah. They're both FPGAs, but what they've actually got on them, as well as using the FPGA to support all the chips, they've actually got the original CPUs on them. So the Berserk one's got a Z80 on it, and the um, Millstar one, thinks I think it's a 6809, I can't remember, an 885, I think it's a 6809 chip on there. Um, so it actually uses the original CPU, and they are, I think Berserk is absolutely bang on. They did check a million opcodes on it with each one, yeah. and every single one is exactly the same. So it's it's as close as that to the original board running the original games. So these are probably the best reproductions of an arcade board you can actually get. And this one was playing quite a few games. I presume it's... I'm not sure if it, if it emulates just one CPU or it emulates different CPUs, but the guy was showing off Gallagher on there. Yeah. And it looked pretty good, but I did notice, and it could be just an artifact with the, the, the recording when he did his vid- YouTube video, but when he was playing Gallagher, there was no explosion when he got killed, because he was obviously just playing it quickly, showing people what was running on it, and there was no explosion. So maybe the sound hardware isn't quite working on there yet. The only thing I didn't like about that, because I love the idea of FPGA emulation, really like it, but the front end was awful on there. They need to work on that. But that's that's a trivial thing someone will do before long. Mm, yeah. But it looks a really nice setup, though. Uh, just over 100 quid, is it, for that board? Not sure, but, it's, yeah, it's, I think it's... 
another it's the future kids yeah another a way to preserve these old games when the absolutely pitch, and probably the best way of doing these it. pcbs eventually die boom anyway twi- yeah isn't isn't is a weird one i just thought i'd mention it twin galaxies have changed their logo so there's no sort of i quite like the walter day logo it's obviously him weren't it yeah or it's that guy from uh footlocker Who? Don't worry about it. I don't know who that is. Any... The logo for Foot Locker that sells sneakers yeah. is, looks like Walter Day. It's a guy in a black and white stripy T-shirt, which is, um, I think he's a, a referee from um, one of the American sports. You lock, lock up your feet. What's that? You yeah. lock up your feet. You're in about feet. And your daughters. Remember, Sean comes from a knackered village where they didn't wear Good shoes. God. Anyway, Twin Gallets' new logo. It ain't great, kids. I don't think it is. No, it's a bit dull, isn't it? But... No one really cares about Twin Galaxy anymore. Orcade's where it's all Orcade at. Orcade for the win. Orcade. FTW, is that it? FTW. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's say yes. Yay. Or, for editing purposes again, no, no, absolutely not, Sean. No, no. <laughs> yes. No. Probably. Here's some more good news, Vic, for the Exit Arcadia hardware. You know they're, they're quite heavy on, yeah. on the shoot-em-ups, this mm-hmm. hardware. Well, there's more shoot-em-ups coming at the recent, oh, great. At the recent Japanese show, the JAE. P-O-J-P-O. Tatsujin, the developer who manages Toa Plans catalog, I didn't know that. They're joining the Exa Arcadia Creator Alliance. Okay. So it's very likely that a lot of the old Toa Plan games will be on this Exa Arcadia hardware or or versions of them. How cool. Oh, a cheaper way of getting hold of those boards. How cool is that? Not really. I'm hoping um, some Golden Age type of games, not obviously originals, are going to be developed for the platform, not just shooters, because that's just going to get boring. I have mentioned to, to change the name to... I've had an idea, but... And, and, Go and on. Start oh, right. To change the arcade club to Bullet Hell Club. Or no, sh- the Naughty Hellfire Bullet Club. Or Shoot 'em Up Club, and just get rid of everything apart from Shoot 'em Ups. Just send it my way, I'll look after it. I would imagine that the customer base would fall dramatically. But the people that... To, to you. But the people that do come in before we go bust will have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. Hey, guess what? What? Hey, 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 kids. Hey, 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 hey. Galloping Ghost. As... Yeah, I know Galloping Ghost. We were there. We were. Has just hit the 700 games mark. 700 games. Oh, my Lord. In the, that is a in lot the same of games. building. Well, building stuck together. And do you know what it is? No. Williams Inferno. Oh, Doc was working on that in the um, pinball room. Yeah. In the pinball, not the pinball room, the pinball building, should I say. He was working on that at the time. I had a look at that the other day when I was looking for some games to choose, Mike, because I've got the next pick. Yeah. I looked at Inferno. I didn't realise what kind of game it was. It's it's a 3D isometric. It sort of reminds me of um, Crystal Castles, but it's a, it's a twin stick, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a stick and a kind of a flight stick thing. It's weird. Oh, but they've they've redesigned they've managed to redesign the artwork from what little bits they've seen. Nice, nice. And it's, one. it's got the nice Williams artwork. I wouldn't say it's fantastic artwork, but it has got the Williams flavour. So there's there's a link there to the Facebook post, Doc's Facebook post. So check that out, kids. Well done on. I've got a feeling that our mate Phil Murray has got inferno um well a cabinet he's building up for inferno he's got all the hardware for it so that would interest him as well mm. groovy stuff and here's a good one. 
Oh, yeah, this was quite interesting. This might sound trivial, but it's actually quite interesting. Andy Wellburn. P-Man. P-Man has discovered an unusual Taito Space Invaders upright that was at the Video Game Museum in Rome. So he took yeah. some photos of it. That's on Facebook as well. And it is different artwork. It's put... The game is Space Invaders Colour and has a re-engineered, non-reflective front. It's not a conversion of Space Invaders Part 2, as some people think. It has a unique marquee and screen bezel design. It is slightly different, if you look at it. And mm-hmm. he's put, I've owned hundreds of Space Invaders for years and years, never seen one of these. He's, he's put, it could be a limited run machine from the factory, but it's very unique. And if you want to see that, kids, it's in Rome. Should we go? Yeah, we'd love to. Been to Rome before, it's nice there. Is is there still Romans or are they gone? No, they're definitely there. Centurions everywhere. God, are they? You can't you can't spit for centurions in Rome. They're them half and popes. They're everywhere. Them popes. <laughs> they're half man, half horse, aren't they? Them centurions. What the pope? That's a bit offensive. <laughs> Sorry, Pope. Mister Pope, what's he called? Anyway, here, Dave, Dave, Dave pope. pope. Right, the last bit of news I've got is. The show dates that we have so far for the Re- Revival, Nerg, and Replay organisations this year. Hit me, baby, hit me. Hit, should we do, can you do Britney Spears? Hit me, baby, one more time there. Oh, God, I didn't ask you to do that. Go on, put I? it in. Hit me, baby, one more time. We've left an uncomfortable silence here to remind Sean of what he just did. Think on, Beardy. <laughs> right, 4th to 5th of May is Play Expo Manchester. Now they've changed from, where was it? Event City. And it's now, it's now at Manchester Central Exhibition Complex, which I think is bang in the centre or okay. near the centre. 8th and 9th of June is Play Expo Glasgow at the same place, Brayhead Arena. I like that. I like that venue. It's nice. 15th and 16th of June is Revival Legends Oh, yeah. Which is Revival Retro Events. I saw Craig on Saturday for about 25 milliseconds through the crowds. But All right. that's at the same place, Bescott Stadium, Warsaw. I am going to go to that one. Definitely go to that one. Are you taking a cab? I'm taking a car. Ah, uh, I'm probably taking some cabinets to that one. one. One for definite, maybe more, possibly. You could have your row of ISIS. I, I'd love to, but it's just getting them there. That's ISIS the eyes. ISIS. Thirteenth mm. to fourteenth of July. This is a, one I'm definitely going to as well. Nerg, Nerg six or seven? Is it Nerg six? Oh God, they've done a few now, yeah. Yeah, at the same place, Gateshead Stadium. And word on the street is there's going to be another Play Expo Blackpool in October sometime. But I, don't, I, I okay. think so. I'm not sure. I'll have to check that one out. So that's that's it, kids. That's the the calendar as we know it this year. I'd love to see another South Coast Slam, but they haven't been around for a while, have they? No. They were great events. Really nice, they were. I didn't go to one. You know, I never went to... Was it more pinball, though? No. I'm thinking... It's... Down in Eastbourne, there was all sorts. Yeah, it was really cool. I think I went to two. I think they were really good. I can't remember who set them up. They were really nice events, but they just don't really happen anymore. Oh. Shame. One little bit of news I found uh, on the UK VAC forum... Uh, John Hughes, I'm not sure if it's his actual name or his avatar, uh, but he's just demolished the Space Firebird world record with a score of 82,940 on his actual PCB. He got up to level 39. There was, you know, we didn't like Space Firebird that much. No. There was talk on there that MAME may run a little bit laggy compared to the original 
board. And I have actually played the original board, but I can't remember how different it was because Alex had a space fiber for a long time. I played so, Gyrus. Sure. I played Gyrus on my 60 and 1. And it's got the LCD in it, you know, little bar top 60 and 1. And and yeah. it was like playing through treacle after playing on the on my cap. You don't realise how the, the really? difference, yeah. You don't that, oh, don't wow. notice it. Oh, it's lovely playing Jairus on a little bar top, and then you play it on the cab and playing it out, virtually how it should play, and it's yeah. like just night and day, night and day. Oh yeah, because sixty one's got really bad sound on it, hasn't it? It's really crunchy and horrible. Yeah, I think it only comes out of one speaker as well. It's only it's only got one channel of sound. It sounds all wrong anyway. Yeah, I think it's just the lag from the LCD screen. I think that's killed it. Oh, yuck. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't put LCDs in cabs, kids. Just don't do it. Don't do it. There is very low lag LCDs now. Don't do it, Sean. Just don't do it. Recent pickups. I got a big box of repaired PCBs back. Yeah. Someone was repairing these for me, kindly. And uh, they were waiting for ages for me to send them something. I couldn't find it in the end. What I've did is I've had these boards back. So I've, had, I've got three Circus Charlies now. Yeah. A bootleg and two originals, all working lovely. Uh, got my Volgus repair, because that wasn't working. My Volgus bootleg, that works lovely mm-hmm. now. Um, Star Force, <gasps> that was the one I was really looking forward to having back. And I've been playing it quite a lot since. Mm. And it's absolutely brilliant. I redid the uh, jammer adapter on it, because the jammer adapter on it was a bit wonky, and the sound kept cutting out on it, and it wouldn't go left very well. So I've actually made it shorter and made it a lot better. I've re- re-engineered it. And it's well worth doing because that is going in a proper cab. That's going in a cab permanently, that game. I love Star Force. Great. Uh, and an original Phoenix back as well. I actually had an original one with the uh, the Amstar sticker on it, which is hard to find because most of them are bootlegs. Mm. I think they're all bootlegs, actually. This is an original one. But that works lovely. And I also had, as we spoke about earlier, a Time Pilot 84 back, but it still doesn't work because one of the custom chips has gone on it and they're very hard to find. I'll probably have to nick one off another board to find out if that's actually it. And I think someone has reproduced these these um, custom chips. So if I know it's that one, I will buy it and get it fixed. But Time Pilot 84 would go in a cab. I love Time Pilot 84. It is good. Not as good as Time Pilot, but a great game it anyway. It is good, yeah. Also had today from the wonderful I Am Jimmy. Just a minute, let me give him a... Three resonant pings. A company of pings. Jimmy has sent me uh, a Mike Doyle 96-in-1 Pac-Man multi-pack kit. Because I was I was after one of these a little while. I haven't got a Pac-Man board yet. I'm, I'm working on that. But the 96-in-1 has got eyes on there. Mm. It's got a couple of... I've got Pengo on there. Loads of different versions. Loads and loads and loads and loads of different versions of Pac-Man, as you can imagine. I wonder if Pac... I wonder if Junior Pac's on there. That'd be good. I'm not sure if that uses different hardware or not. But it's also got stuff like Superglob on there, which I absolutely love, Superglob. Such a great game. Mm. So there's quite a few games on there, as well as some of the Pac-Man derivatives I want to play. So that'd be quite good. I just need to get a board now. Um, and also, Jimmy put in, guess what? A little Lemon Drizzle Kit Kat. And I've, I've done a review of that. Do you want to hear the review? Yes. It was pleasant. Oh, I also uh, got a new reel of black PLA for uh, 
3D printing. So I've actually used my first roll of PLA up. It's like a kilo of it. God knows how many meters of it is there. It's loads. But I've just done it. And I'm going to get some purple stuff as well. Uh, oh, I've got a new multimeter for testing me, me jammer adapters and electronics and stuff. Because the old one was so bad, I had to throw it away. I got so annoyed with it, I just threw it in the bin. Pointy pens. Pointy pens? For your multimeter, you have two pointy pens, don't you? Pens, Pauline's pens. Yeah. And when you touch the pointy pens on electric, yeah. they, it shows little figures come up on the LCD screen. Yeah, it's great fun, that, isn't it? It can be. I was, I was playing with one at work the other day, but you do get bored of it. I, it's a crap game, really. Not very the good, is it? multimeter, yeah. Anyways, up. And that is about all me pickups so far. But the boards I'm playing, really happy with. Really looking forward to getting a pack board to play this multi-pack. I might have to put that in the machine, you know. But I need another ISIS for that. I've run out of ISIS cabs. Boom. Boom. I have also got some possible pickups coming in the future, which I'm very, very excited about, but I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Why? Because I don't want to jinx it. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh. Sounds good. Next. Right. Listener feedback. Right, the first feedback we've got here, we've actually got a little theme tune for this one. This is from Singy. John Singletary. You know, remember John Singletary said that Kira Knightley was at his little party for his, his kids? Yeah. Well, the thing is, he said, he, he, a kid named Kira, who I didn't already have a nickname for. The kid is probably a better actress than the famous one. Yeah. <laughs> and he also says, random musings. Smart-witted co-host, what happened to Beardy? He's on about you, I think. Yeah. That was a, a smite on you, sir. Smite, a slur. What, is he saying I'm not smart-witted? Yeah, he also said, I hope you guys were joking last time about ending the podcast soon. Hmm, well, I don't know yet. And he also says he's got an arcade story to share soon, entitled How I Destroyed My Donkey Kong Jr. Cab. Ooh. Ooh. He's very sick about this one, so I'm interested to hear what he's done to his Donkey Kong Jr. I hope he hasn't broken it. He said, maybe you can reverse the sound of a resonant ping for when I share this epic tale of arcade fail. Ooh, I'm on the edge of my chair now, John. Come on, tell us what's going on. He's not trying to use my jam technique on jammer cabs, has he? Oh, I hope oh, not. Oh, my word. I really hope not. I've had one from Todd Friedman, and he had he did an interview with me over email for the um, the Walter Day playing cards. You know the one we've got our fizzogs on? Yeah. So it was like a little interview for that, and that'll be on the website, which I'll put on the show notes so everyone to look at. Starts to be questions about games and stuff. It's quite a good little interview, actually. I quite enjoyed doing that. It, it, I expect he'll be asking you before long. He has done. He's asked me a while ago, and I said, yeah, I'm up for it, but I've not heard anything since. And you forgot completely. No, he's not said anything since. Oh, I'll tell him to send one to you. It's quite good. Mm, not unless he has sent it and I've missed it. We've had some new f- feedback from someone in Australia. Uh, hey, mate, Mike from Queensland in Australia here. I find out about your podcast of seeing Sean Tag wearing your shirt at the Netherworld Kong Off 2 back in November last year. So I jumped onto your uploads fairly recently and are now retroactively listening and currently up to podcast 22, the Ryden 2 one. I know it's a fair way, fair way back in time from now, but even still, I've been loving the content you and Alex, now you and Sean, have put out. You boys are now one of the podcasts I'll be recommending to my fellow retro gaming and arcade gamer mates here in Australia. Referring to your Donkey Kong podcast, where you said the guy had put a a Pac-Man into a Mexican restaurant in Seattle, while I'm pretty sure I played that machine when me and my wife were road tripping across the US back in 2012. 
Is it the same machine as attached? Probably was, actually. It seemed to have a cracked ROM in where I think Pac-Man was faster or something, which will be the hyper version mm. or the speed up. And it's not the same as the one he's been playing at the Namco Museum. He also said he, he hit fun stop, fun spot that trip, and it was with that point that, A, his wife fell in love with Burger Time, so much she even got the little chef guy tattooed on her arm. Wow. And B, I found my spiritual homeland. Sadly, I still can't beat my wife's scores on, on Burger Time and Qbert. They've become her favourite arcade games. Uh, during those two days in Funsprot, I broke my then personal best on Pac-Man and Gallica, which I never played on an actual arcade machine before, only on my Nintendo DS or Namco Museum DS, or in the Gallica loading screen on Tekken on PS1. Anyways, after listening to your podcast, as well as numerous others over the past few years, I decided to join my mate Neil Cairns, current Wonderboy world record holder, in creating a podcast of our own that revolves around the burgeoning Australian classic arcade scene, as well as covering some retro gaming stuff in general. We recorded our first draft run last Saturday night, and we have plans to re-record it where we'll add in some details we missed and fix up the first section of our recording that picked up the noise of the roof fan more than our voices. Mm. Newbie issues. Don't worry about the newbie issues. You'll soon work them out. Uh, Yeah, so good luck on that. And uh, I'll be listening to that, I think, when when he finally get it out. So please keep us updated on that. Right, okay. Neil, 20 to 5. Hi, guys. Been bloody ages since I left you friends any feedback. So have this. Firstly and most importantly, you guys rock. Oh, thank you, mate. Still my favourite arcade and biscuit podcast on the airwaves. It must eat into your time, guys, but it's wholly appreciated. So give yourselves a pat on the back and settle down for the next 100 episodes. (laughs) The idea of covering some alternative games is welcome. There have been a few discussions about some great games that have not been featured because of the controls etc but we can normally find a way to muddle through somehow you could even possibly hint that at the game on an earlier show to allow for a controller to be sourced adapted or made oh and definitely think you should have another game running alongside so not as to alienate anyone that cannot play the game you know like mm-hmm. spinner driver trackball twin stick etc is it too early yep. to talk about 2019's events no we just have done just have done haven't we, haven't we? just have yeah. done yeah hope not because here i go for me this year it's all about revival in june i've yet to experience this event oh it's a great one so good yeah welcome neil come on then. mainly due to the clashes i hate clashes but i've only ever heard great things so this year the on call is dodged yeah he's on call all the time because he? he's, he's a police constable isn't he He's a defective. Is Mr. Twenty-five? Of course he is. Yeah. Yes. And the leave is booked, and I will be there for the full weekend. My other goal this year. Excellent. My other goal this year, where you you guys, maybe one of you could help, is to is to up my tech skills. That's been me, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You tell me. I am pants, and have so far managed to just about muddle through. I wish there was a course entitled something similar to Electronics, Electrics, and Arcade Machines Maintenance for dum- Dummies and Noobs. I like your tech section, which seems to have fallen through the cl- cracks. It taught me many things I did not know about jam. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. You make me laugh. Hope to see you at Arcade Club and Revival. Mr. 20 to 5. Right, for the first thing, that is going to make an excellent event even better having Neil there. Mm. Always like to see Neil. And it hasn't, well, the tech section has really fallen through the cracks. It's just that there's not that many technical things to do on an arcade cab. Once you've set up a jammer machine, you know, worked through your monitor settings, made your control panel, whatever. Bought your jam. Bought your jam, you know, fitted things to it. There's not really that much to do. If you had. You know, a week spare, and you had some sides of an arcade cab, some woodworking gear, you know, a jammer harness, uh, a power supply, a monitor, control panel, joysticks, buttons, 
you could do it in in a weekend. Really put it all together. It depends, you know, how good your skills are, how confident you are. It doesn't take that much to make it. So there's not really that many things to do. But if you want to hear some technical stuff you don't know about, and perhaps I can muddle through and help you, I'll give it a go. Just tell me what you want to hear. Mm. And if you say, "How do I make so and so?" or "How would I fit this to account?" What's the best way of you know, doing some artwork or whatever, I'll give it a go. I'll see if I can help you through it. But yeah, we sort of covered most things, I reckon. Yeah, measure, measure twice, cut once. That's right, isn't it? Well done. You got. I had to think myself then. Yeah, I said it right way around that time. Nice one. Always good to hear from Neil anyway. Cheers, Neil. Uh, another one I've had here on my phone uh, is someone called Matt Holiday, And he's given me uh, some ideas for some um, images, uh, for RetroPie images, which is you know got loads of loads of thousands and thousands of games on there already already set up for you and everything. So thanks for those. And he also talks about some um, YouTube channels, which some pop with uh, talking about pie images, which is quite interesting. And he also said he's a brand new Wonderswan color owner. Any games you would proper you recommend? I used to have a Wonderswan color crystal, and I gave it to a friend because they really they really like collecting. I didn't play it that much. I still got a black and white one. And he was on about getting Mr. Driller. That's one of the games I tried to get on there. I couldn't get hold of it. But that is a brilliant game. And also, the only game I had on it was uh, Golden Axe, which is a really nice little version. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that, Matt. Oh, he's, he's, he's going to be at Expo Manchester or Revival. So we'll probably possibly see him there. Nice. Mr. Evoga, the podcast needs a laugh track, so I know when to laugh as it's too complicated working out jokes such as chesty coffee. Chesty, we must have said that, must be. Why does everyone say dinner time instead of tea time? There were dinner ladies, not lunch ladies at school. Even in, even on old American menus, it's breakfast, dinner, then supper. None of this lunch lunch nonsense. Arcade games, you say? I thought this was mum's net. So this is Paul Stifle, uh, who's our current gyrus genius. He's brilliant at that. Uh, just got done listening to some Ten Pence Arcade podcast with Sean Holly and Victor Mollard, and I've got some thoughts, fellas. First up, some pedigree. I'm currently the Twin Galaxies Tournament Rules, which is Five Lies Difficult Dip set, record holder for the Century PCB of Gyrus. But not just the arcade board. Oh, no. Uh, he's, he's sent a link for Twin Galaxies. He, he plays lots of versions of it as well. Uh, now I'm talking to, and I'm going to talk about the Monroe, which is the joystick for Gyrus and, and Time Pilot. The thing that stands out to me about the Monroe is its durability of what was being asked of it. The sticks I showed off when you asked about them in previous tweets, the upright machine he's got has over 50,000 plays, while the cocktail version he's got has had 25,000 plays, and the difference in where those sticks really shows. But those are 35-year-old parts. I've broken them down, cleaned and reassembled them, and they're perfect. And you can wail on those sons of benches, and it will give right back to you. You'll note that you can take advantage of this with Time Pilot as well, and that's why. I'll give you this regarding the Monroe. It looks awful. Like the fact it doesn't have a cover over the gate and makes it look just filthy sometimes. No denying it looks like a pile of death, but it's the function and the endurance. Fact for correction regarding asteroids in the game, they will not come and hit you if you don't move. That is not true. What you're actually seeing is the asteroid appearing just adjacent to your current position. It means you can only dodge one way safely. Uh, yeah, Calling yeah. them blue wobblies is something I will never be able to say without laughing. Good job on that. I can't do it. I usually think capital ships and double shot orb. I think we'll stick with blue wobblies. Yeah. Uh, additional fact correction, albeit silly, Contra Legacy of War has some weird port that isn't actually gyrus. Neither is the one in GTA San Andreas, but that went unmentioned. I didn't know about that one. Uh, thank you for reading, and let me know if you have any other questions regarding my favourite game of all time. Mm. Do you know, Charlie Farr actually said, 
he's he's he says I'm with Vic on this Monroe. He says it's it doesn't he doesn't rate it. He thinks it's all right. But yeah. you, can, well, you can get the same results from an eight where he thinks. So I, I, I think it does play better. But yeah, but Paul is obviously really good at it, and he's got his own machine, so he's so used to that stick. He's he's got really good at it. But if you were playing it for say twenty five years with a normal stick in, in a in a chip shop jammer cab like we used to as kids, you'd be used to that as well. Mm. And it's not actually, it's not an 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 impediment to play with a normal stick because it's still got the four way or the eight way. Um, Sorry, the four leaf switches. So it doesn't make any difference. It's not like you're playing an analog to a digital stick. It's not mm. completely different. So it's just I think it's just how you've been brought up to play it. But the Monroe is the way to play it, though, which is mainly what he's saying. Mm. Uh, Phil Nes for life. Woohoo! Commute saved. He's saying when the podcast was out. Commute savers. That's what we are. Uh, Swiss Tony, great podcast of games. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Tony. Hmm. Rog69, another great podcast, guys. Gyrus is my favourite arcade game, narrowly beating the mighty Space Firebird to my number one spot. I was so annoyed after finally getting the time to rack up a score worth submitting, I realised that the deadline had passed. On a recent hmm. trip to Arcade Club, I found that it definitely plays better for me on a Monroe stick versus the Mag stick on my main cab. I was doing really well on the original cab until Sean sold me too much beer. <laughs> Ah, well, that's his problem. Those mag sticks are horrible. They've hardly got any throw on them. They're really stiff. There's hardly any movement on them at all. I really don't like those mag sticks. Mm. Uh, CNP, uh, this is after being blamed for armoured car pickup. Because I I said it was his pick. And he said, very sort of. I stood next to it and said, I've never played this before. It could be a good game for the podcast. That's why I chose it. And he's called it, ah, meld cars. Armoured cars. Cool. Oh, Oof. yeah, yeah. I read that. And still, sorry about that, French listeners. We've got some Facebook chat here. I've just copied and pasted it because I'm a lazy ass. Jim, Jimmy G from the Parfetched Podcast. Then I said it like that for. After listening to the current episode, I realise why I like Sean Holly more because I like Gyrus. <laughs> and I don't. It's one of his favourite games. Jim. And then Sean's replied, "Me thinks Gyrus ran over Haruki with its car. That's your. Aww. That's your dog." Stupid and then dog. Victor Marlin has put, no, Woofit is fine, still stupid, and Jairus is still shit. Oof. Oof. Harsh words. Oh. And then Sean said, by the way, wife wanted, wanted me to ask you who's really stupid, the beagle or the person who left his Joy-Con in the reach of the beagle. And I wrote back saying, uh, Waff was looking after the doggy. My wife was looking after the dog. She also left the Joy-Con in reach of the monster beagle because she was playing Pokemon the night before. That's why she had to buy the replacement. Hope this helps. Kissy. I wonder what that was. HTH. Hope this helps. That's a three-letter ac- acronym. I don't know. It is. Peter K, man. Can't believe the long-haired hate is put at you. I don't understand. Oh, I've got more of it. I've got more. What hair or hate? Both. Ooh. I don't understand why people cry about the joystick problem. I've probably never played it with the original stick, even back in the day. And I think it plays just fine on an 8-way, which it does. Never had an issue where I feel I got cheated because the stick didn't work right. I enjoy it on the 60-1 and on my original PCB. Uh, Sol was on this conversation as well. I like John Bent's arcade podcast. It's the bestest. <laughs> <laughs> and I put to sell thanks for guesting on the last podcast, mate, even though it wasn't really you. <laughs> oh, I think it was. Yeah. And then And when, when I when I actually read Sol's um Facebook entry, I read it I read it in my mind in a thick Yorkshire accent. 
Oh. They always do. He's not. He is Yorkshire, but not that Yorkshire. But in my mind, very Yorkshire. In your mind. He probably he probably goes to work in a tin bath, rolling down a hill. Uh, maybe cobbled street and all mm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Retro Asylum. He's talking about Armored Car. This is a bad game made by bad people to make people feel bad. Bad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I don't think he quite got on with it. This is a guy called Let's Talk Retro James, who I have a card he gave me at Arcade Club. A cardigan he gave you at Arcade Club? Uh, yeah, and a card. Oh, no, just a card. It's quite a thick business. It's a good business card, that. But he says, you could kill someone he says I've been e- emailing you for years, he says, and you've ignored me. I thought, what? So we we don't ignore anybody. So I I, I said I, it was bugging me. I said, is it going into spam or whatever? Anyway, he's, oh, he's right sent on. you some messages, hasn't he? That he's, he's sent him again. I've only had one, I think, um, James. Um, send him again. Really sorry, James. If, that, if that's the case, we've not um, we don't overlook anyone. Actually, we always try and reply to everything. Uh, maybe they've not been going through. You've, I don't know, no idea. But yeah, we've got him one this time, and he sent some very nice feedback, uh, and he enjoyed meeting you. Apparently, yeah, he was African. I met him. Well, I talked quite a bit to him. I tell you what, I tell you what, let's give him two. You throw it resonant ping. Throwing them pings out. Pings are going out today. Andrew Driver, one of our regular players. Thank you, sir. He sent me and us a custard cream, no bake, mirror glaze cake. Ooh. And the base is actually custard creams. And it's got more custard creams inside, and it's topped with custard creams. Anyway, kids, that is the end of the feedback. Thank you for all that. Lot loads. Thank you very much. Thank you. Keep sending them. Friendly shout-outs. All righty. My shout-out's got quite a few, but I'm just going to group them into groups, like a groupy thing on group day, standing in a group talking to a group of people. Group on? Yes, group on. To all the lovely fellas at the Williams Defender meet, I met loads of lovely fellas. Uh, uh, well, it's just fellas? Yeah. Oh, no ladies? Not in the Defender meet, no. I know Eugene, oh. Eugene's partner came last year, Sasha, but, sh- but they wasn't here this year. I think it, I know. Come I'm on, ladies, sure. get, get to the events, ladies. We want to see you there. And to all the beautiful blokes I met in the massive YouTuber meet. I think it was called a massive YouTuber meet. They were yeah. organised by Daz. I can't remember. It's a tube of meat. <laughs> and they came on Friday night and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And to Paul and Phil, the Maximum Power Up guys who I grabbed a chat with. Paul, Paul was in early. And apparently, Phil was saying, look, I'm in the queue. Can you get me in? Like, he was texting me and phoning me. And I was that busy, I didn't see it. Right. And he walked up to the bar because I was behind the bar. And he said, look at your phone. <laughs> so I looked at my phone. <laughs> 87 messages. Yeah, he says, can you get me past this queue? He was queuing it for 40 minutes, bless him. Oh, dear. Oh, booker. See, that, that is the things you get with podcasts. And you get to wait in lines for 45 minutes. Yay. Yeah. I haven't really got any shout-outs, I think. Uh, just to Ace, who fixed one PCBs for me. You know who he is. Mm. Thank you, Ace. And that's about it. Oh, oh no, i tell you what. Big shout-out to I Am Jimmy for sending me that board earlier. Thank you, Jimmy. Mm. What a guy. Japanese with 10 pants. Right, our next section is starring the mysterious Japanese lady. And Ooh. here she is. Mm. 
日本のアーケードゲームについて話しましょう。Let's talk about Japanese arcade games.Cave is a Japanese video games company which started in the 90s.Cave stands for Computer Art Visual Entertainment.There are 26 arcade games created by Cave.Mostly they are 弾幕 Let's known as Brit Hell. Number one. Released in 1995 was Donpachi. Donpachi means Leader B, but it is also the sound of shooting guns. Don 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 Donpachi. This was the game that started it all. Power up. Number two. Released in 1997 was Dodonpachi. This was the sequel and it means Angry Leader B. There are even more bullets to fly through in this game. Super exciting but very difficult. Number 3. Released in 1998 was Steep Slope Sliders. Steep Slope Sliders is not a bullet hell. It is an exciting snowboarding game. Number 4. Released in 1998 was Esplade. ESP Raid is a very beautiful shoot em up game. Very much like anime cartoon with super colorful graphics. Number 5. Released in 1998 was Uo Poko. A cute cat called Uo and his sister called Poko try to catch fishes in this super cute puzzle game. Uo Poko ga daisuki desu. Super tanashikute kawaii desu. I love Uo Poko. It's super easy and cute. Number 6. Released in 1998 was Dangan Feveron. It, it means Bullet Gun Feveron. In the rest of the world, it is what's called Fever SOS. It is exciting shoot em up with disco music.、Yeah. Number 7. Released in 1999 was Guwange. Guwange is one of the most beautiful and artistic video games. Guwange is the name of a mountain god. It is set in ancient Japan with lots of evil spirits and exciting shooting action. This week's games were. Donpach, Dodonpach, Steep Slope Sliders, Esperado, Uopoko, Dangun Feveron, Guange. That's all for now. See you next time for more cave games. Kite krete arigato. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Presented by Cave. How cool is that? 
now I know more about Cave. It's fantastic. Do you know, me and my wife were doing a very bad Japanese accent for hours after we heard that. What, trying to trying to get up to that stand of Japanese? We, we went out for a walk and we were just talking stupid, but it, it's very bad, so I don't want to repeat it. Was it was? Did you mention Banku Panaku? Because that is how you pronounce it, in my mind. Japanese is a lovely language. I really like it. It sounds. I do sounds know a few really little nice. Japanese phrases, but I always forget them. I'm rubbish at languages. I wish, I really wish. That's probably one of the only regrets I have from leaving school, is not learning another language. I was never interested as a kid. I was an ignoramus. I wish I'd learnt French or German. Obviously, you know, back then Japanese wasn't on the cult and the cards. But I presume nowadays, modern schools and colleges, you can learn Japanese. Well, we learn. That'd be awesome. We're learning it, it now. The, the, we the are. Most important we are phrases, learning it. The most important phrases you need, like the names of the cave games. What we need to do is ask her kindly if she would uh, give us some phrases that would help us out with the uh, the arcades in Japan. Where do I get my yen from? Can you show me where Tatsujin O is? Mm. Where are the toilets, please? Stuff like that. More cave game names, please. Yeah. Mm. Arcade Master Quiz. Oh, we've got a quiz. Uh-oh. Right. Fiendish quiz coming up. One of them you probably won't get. Okay. That's nine out of ten already. <laughs> Are you ready mm. for the ten questions? Mm. What manufacturer made King and Balloon? Namco. Correct. How many lanes of traffic are there on Frogger? Five. Don't be looking at your cab, because I saw it on there earlier. It's on my cab. Oh, you cheating get. I forgot you had that on. Oh. Uh, yes, five. It's, it's that... Uh, Sean, and I, Sean and I were talking just before the podcast. He was showing me around his room. He's, he's changing around, and he had Frogger running on his cab. And he's just looked over. You cheating but get. But it was on the title screen, so I did have to guess. I did have to guess. Ooh, I'll let you off. Yeah. Number three, what kind of game is Funky Fish by Sun Electronics? Maze game. No. It is. I knew that would get oh. you. It's a horizontal shooter. What's the... You're thinking of Devil Fish. Oh, yeah. Bugger. Ooh. Number four, who is the protagonist in Donkey Kong 3? Stanley. Stanley what? No, not Stanley what. Just Stanley. What, what is his uh, title in the game? I don't know. The gardener. Is it gardener? I'll let you have it. It's Stanley the Bug Hunter. Ooh. The Bug Man, sorry. What is the original Japanese title for Burger Time? I have no idea, but up, Uppy Burger Face Flippy Man? No, just Hamburger. Is it? All right. Yeah. Number six. What is one of the two alternative titles to the game Beastie Feasty? Superglob. Yes. Ooh. Do you want to get the other one for a, a bonus point? Really, Superglob. No, the Glob. Uh. Number seven. What company did Irem license Loadrunner from? Broderbund. Yes, you're on fire. Whoa. You will be. <laughs> Number eight. What unique control does Super Punch Out have? Super punch out. A big round button that you whack, whack. It does have that, but that's not the the unique control. It has a pull-up joystick. 
If you pull the joystick upwards, you guard yourself, you block. So that's not on the first one? No, uh, just on Super Punch Out. You're learning. Number nine. What year did Circus Charlie come out? 84 or 85? 85. Oh, are you sure? Which one is it? 84 or 85? 84. Ah, yes. Damn it, let's try to put you off. Number 10. Custard creams or bourbons? <laughs> Custard creams. Nope, it's bourbons, sorry. You got six points. That's the. I would have got seven. That last one was correct. Yeah, but it was wrong. On my notes, he's got bourbons, because bourbons are better than custard creams, because they're chocolatey. I'm going to give myself seven there. <laughs> going to give yourself seven. <sighs> okay, then. That, I think I did all right, then. Yeah, I did well. Feature game review. Now, this show's chosen game was sort of chosen by Chris CMP because he mentioned it when I was talking to him. Uh, but Cine Steve also reminded us that he put it forward a while ago along with Solomon's Key, which we co- we've covered. So cheers, Cine Steve and Chris. Do you know what he said? I, I, what did he say? I, he was, I met him the other day and he says, why don't you put football champ in the club? He loves it. It's the game that everyone uses as a test PCB, isn't it? I've actually um, sort of... Uh, Kept doors open with one of them boards before. Use it as a doorstop. Yeah, he loves it. Oh, really? Football jump, yeah. Well, he's happy getting that then, because you can get one for about a tenner. <laughs> right. This game is Armoured Car by Stern from 1981. The game was designed by Chris Oberth and a guy called Gunnar Lissitis. Uh, Chris Oberth was a bit of a genius and an all-round arcade games uh, excellent programmer. So... He made some of my favourite games. Uh, he made Anteater, Minefield, Rescue, Tasmania, and this game. All for Stern, or licensed by Stern. Sadly, Chris died in 2014. Uh, he had a, good, a great career, made some fine arcade games, also some very good home games that you would recognise as well. Now, you control your armoured car with a four-way stick and two buttons. One of the buttons is to drop sawhorses, and the other button is for added speed, or also known as second gear. Armored Car runs on Super Cobra hardware, which is Z80 based. Uh, it's a vertically oriented maze game. Right, you've got to drive your armored car through a maze-like map, passing passing blocks of the town. You're on your way to deposit uh, cash off at the bank, which is uh, past many scrolling screens to the right. You pick up cash on the way there that someone has carelessly left lying around, Sean. Mm. Avoid anything on the street that moves. You can pick up a key, and when you get it to a lock, you get bonus points. You don't have to do it, though. Uh, mean bandit cars will try and crash into you and they also nick the cash that is on the streets. Press your first button to drop a sawhorse into the street to uh, make these suckers crash into, which destroys them as well. Now, the sawhorses are exactly what they sound like. It's uh, an item that you... You have two of them and you put bits of wood across to saw them. Mm -hmm. Why you're carrying sawhorses in an armoured car, I have no idea. Are you nuts? I'm a horse! They're not really a deterrent to um, robbers, are they, in cars? And the car's not... Just chuck a sawhorse out, that'll stop them. The car's not really it... armoured either, is it? It just touches another car and it blows up. It's like... Yeah. It might be a balsa wood car would be like a better name. Yeah, maybe. But if you chucked out a sawhorse and then a car drove into it, it'd just bump into it, wouldn't it blow up? 
Yes. Maybe they're explosive sawhorses. It's bizarre. We'll say that. Yeah, the explosive, explosive sawhorses. Yeah, those ones. You also press your second button to give you a speed boost to outrun these deadly drivers. You are against the timer of sorts as you have a fuel limit, and the fuel is always moving. And you can stop your car uh, to have a look round, but you can, your fuel will keep going down. So stopping does not help you with your fuel. No. Uh, it also it gradually, gradually depletes, uh, much more so than using a speed boost. So you be careful with the old speedy boost. You will need to drive through the gas station to fill up your armoured car on the way to Barclays. Otherwise, your car crawls along very slowly and you're going to get hit by the four-wheel robbers. There are two gas stations on the way to your destination. Arrows in the road will only allow you to drive in the direction they're pointing at when you drive over them. Even if you try and go the opposite way of the symbol, you'll get stuck. But there's a tip for getting out of that. I'll tell you later on. Every now and again, the direction changes 90 degrees on those uh, arrows. Uh, get to the bank to deposit your collected monies. For every four cash symbols you've collected, you get one sawhorse back for your weird sawhorse collection. The steamroller turns intersections into sawhorses, which is handy, and the street sweeper moves arrows and sawhorses around. Make sure you just get out of the way of the super quick ambulance. Mavis from number 87 has had a fall. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the score in this game, you get 10 points for each block passed as you're travelling along, uh, 200 points for destroying a robber, 100 points for picking up cash, and 1,000 points for getting the key to the lock, uh, 100 points for each cash symbol picked up and deposited when you get to the bank. Mm, there's a key, a large key that's somehow bigger than your car. and it's, Yeah, massive key. It's always in the same part of the screen as well. And then you move along, go up to the top, you get through one gas station, and then there's a lock. And then you can yep. you put it in the lock and you get thousand points, mate. Thousand. Thousand points. But you don't need to do it, though. No. You think you might have to do that to do that? I don't know why just a random key in a lock. Mm. I'm not sure why, but who cares? So you can chuck out. This is some secrets and, and tips, really. You can chuck out the sawhorse and knock out baddie cars. But beware, the sawhorse is dropped out the front of your car, which gives it a sort of delay. Mm. They, they only... Uh, they're only deposited when you pass an intersection. Oh, is that what it is? I was thinking it was the front of the car. So it's when you get to an intersection, that's when it all appears. Yeah, so the maze is just blocked. It's ah, not, it's right. Not really that a, makes some it's sense. not really a maze. It's just a grid, isn't it? So, so if you're yeah. at the start of a block, you press your sawhorse button. It, nothing happens till you get to the middle of the block, like a crossroads. Then it drops. Ah, so you can, you, I see. I've been timing that so you can drop them immediately. And that's I, I quite like that part of it, actually, now. Yeah, because when I was getting chased by the cars, I was getting a bit frustrated because it wouldn't drop the sauce when I wanted it to, and now I know why. Mm. Ah. Mm. Uh, use up the speed up the speed up button quite a lot, especially on the late levels. Yeah, I, I like throttle it all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah, it uses up your gas more, but you're moving faster, so it's the same thing. I've put on here, never backtrack. You don't have enough fuel to do that on anything but the first level of the game. It's okay to go up and down a bit, but not too much. If you're going from the top to the bottom of the screen, like you're not progressing far far enough, and yeah. you're going to run out yeah. of fuel. And backtracking, if you go back a bit, the whole maze is full of arrows. It, it's really yeah, it's to stop you going backwards, isn't yeah. it? It's like a, it's like a sort of um, almost like a tide going, just to push you forwards all the time. Yeah, and the intersection arrows change colour when they're about to switch from vertical or hor- to horizontal or vice versa. So you know, you, if, if you're buzzing up to them, that's that's a good word, isn't it? Buzzing. Buzzing up You're buzzing up to them, and, and they're gonna. Ch- you can tell they're gonna change colours. You go straight through like a speedy, bullety thing. If you do get caught on one, and you've got something just about to get you, if you drop a sawhorse, it lets you go. 
Right, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it does. If you lure the TNT truck, which appears on level four, and crash it into a wall, you get a thousand points for that, which is not very nice. Mm. Uh, extra lives on the fourth and eighth bank levels. Yeah, that's Fort Knox. Is the fourth bank? Yeah, actually, it says Fort Knox. Oh right, I haven't got that. Far. And you get, and it says here you are, an armored car, and it's an extra life, and it's a, a gold-colored car, but gold. You don't, you don't use it. It's, it's just when you start the level, it's just your normal car. You thought you'd have a bit of armor or something, but nah, it's just an extra life. Rubbish. Extra life is very welcome. Enemy hmm. cars turn blue when they have locked onto you. You can either ah. you can either poop out a sawhorse or speed away. Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I wonder why they changed colour. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and like I said before, I, I use the throttle quite a lot. I have been in a car with you, and it's quite frightening. Mm, it's going to hurt. No, I can't. I better not tell you what I did last night. Don't. I was giving a guy a lift home, and I didn't know the area, and I went. To, <laughs> I went to turn right, and I missed it, and I was going at the right hand side of this of the street, the other side of the street, so I had to. And there was like a little middle intersection bit, so I couldn't get back. <laughs> Look, oh, luckily, it was about half nine at night, so I just squirred back in when I could. You are a fool. Yes, yeah, so don't do that, kids. It's not very good. Uh, the graphics and sound of this game are very, very basic. It was 1981. Uh, colourful. The sprites do exactly what they need to. You know what they all are. Uh, sounds also basic, but pleasant enough. Uh, simple spot effects in the game. And a really nice little ditty when you put your name in. It sounds just like this. Is that the entertainer? I thought that, yeah. Is it Scott Joplin, is it, or somebody? I don't know. I think it's the entertainer. Yeah, th- so the cabinet art on this game, we've actually got some cabinet art. Yeah, we? I like it, actually. Now, the cabinet is a very standard-shaped stern, which is very similar to Berserk and Frenzy and Scramble. Sort of quite a pointy cab, quite a big cab. Yeah. 19-inch screen cab. But the artwork they put on it's really nice. It's got a really cool marquee with the Stern logo, Stern Seberg logo on it, an armoured car and car moving around and stuff on the streets. And it's got a really nice sort of bank kind of scene and sort of like cityscape around the, the marquee, uh, around the, the screen bezel. And you've got like a control panel, which is supposed to be like the inside of an armoured car. But I'm sure you don't drive cars with a joystick, do you? Right. I'm pretty certain of that. That's where I'm going wrong then. Nice looking cab, though. I really like it. Yeah, I do. I think it's all right. And if, any cab that reminds me of Berserk is good. Yeah, absolutely. Or Scramble. Mm. And I don't think there was any ports and sequels, actually, you know, for home consoles and computers of the time. But there must have been. There must have been some 8-bit computer knockoffs. Because it's an easy game to make on a on a, a lowly computer, isn't it? It's not very, not very uh, complicated game at all. No. And I'm sure I played a game like this on my VIC-20 or my Atari 8-bit when I was a kid. I'm sure of it. Cool little game, though. So we got some scores. Loads of people played scores with us. Thank you for playing. And right down at the bottom, Paul McGaskey, 10,200. This isn't really my sort of team, but I'm glad I tried it. Might have another go later, which is, I think, everyone's opinion, really. You say you say loads of people. There's only 26, I think, played this, which is... It's still a lot, though, isn't it? It is, it is for... Well, we've gone from the most most people playing our game, 61, 
which was Jairus. To this one, I, th- mm. I think this is one of the lowest turnouts for quite some time. Maybe, oh, it's still seen quite a few. Maybe it's just after Christmas or something. But still, twenty-six players, still cool. Alan Delta Lima, eleven three ninety. Not my greatest score, but the only one I got the snap of photo of. Fun but frustrating. This armored car, I could do with a rocket launcher. Oh, couldn't we all? Oh, oh Chris Mooncrest, the bootleg, right down the rankings for a change. 12,420. Did it a few days ago. Forgot to post and haven't beaten it. Oh, Benny Benassi doing some remixes. Uh, 13. <laughs> Sorry, Benny, mate. I'm going to have to shut up about that. 13,330. I really, really, really dislike this game. Do you reckon he likes it? There's something in there, yeah. If you took the Buller. this off, he likes it, doesn't he? Buller, 14,170. Couldn't even spend an hour on this bang average. Oh, Bill Wellham, 15,400. Busy weeks mean no playtime, but that's okay because it only took me about an hour to decide this is an infuriating game. I now remember I only have played it about five times in the last 20 MAME years. A MAME year? That's a good idea, isn't it? Not for me. Boo. Uh, Paul Higgins, 16,120. I just can't get any better than that. Very frustrating game at times. Actually, that's probably the consensus, actually. It's frustrating. It is, it is. But I, I like it, actually. Mark, happy dude. Hmm. 16,270. Not much to play, not much time to play with work and hospital visits. I hope Mrs. Happy Dude gets better soon, Mark. So do I, so do I. I think she's on the menu. Yeah, it's not one of the best games we have played, but 2019 can only get better. Benson Rad, 16,710. Mm. Mr. Boom Go Pinball, 18,490. I'm not cut out for a life of protecting money, it seems. Uh, Rob Arcade, 79, 19,140. This is all I am at a gas call for the AA. My back doors have been smashed in. Finally put the four-way stick on, but still very testing. The only thing my armoured car was carrying was my precious cargo of rage quits, of which there are plenty. <laughs> it's good, that it? Nick73, 19.330. No time for this, but probably for the best. Had enough after an hour or so. Just feels a bit clunky and unresponsive. Think a four-way is definitely... Oh, yeah, definitely required. It's- yeah, uh, Nick73 has summed it up there. Uh, definitely need a four-way. And an hour playing it is good. Mm. If you still don't like it, never play it again. But an hour is a good time to play on it. Mr. Trollnads, ooh, 19,960. I kind of like this armoured car. I've never seen it before and don't really know what's going on yet. So that's an early score from him, I reckon. He'd probably get better than that. Mm. Sol, 22,640. Do, 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 do his voice. Do his voice. I can't do it. Do it. <sighs> God, you do it. Ahmed can't seems to get grips with this at all. Ahmed can't, very nice. Michael Vortman, twenty three nine ten. Not bad, but like every maze game, Ahmed car quickly gets too hard for me. Too old, too slow. I don't know if that's him or the car. Sal Buglerisi, twenty four thousand two hundred. It kind of grew on me, but I'll probably never play it again. Nice. Who's this? Me, Vin- twenty four thousand three hundred. Vincent Marmite. Yeah. Yeah, I was on about 18,000 for ages, and all when I got those joysticks done, I played better. Yeah. So, yeah, the joysticks did help me on that. got to be a four-way. You cannot play with an eight-way. You'll you make messy messy turns. Yeah, you can't you can't turn quick enough with an eight-way. You just can't do it on this. Matt, Neo MK, 25-330. Not a bad little game for 1981. Much more fun to put your foot down all the time. Four-way stick would help. Yeah, you can. You can re- race through it or baz through it, as I like to say, and get to Fort Knox. Just stay in the centre and you can g- 
get to Fort Knox, not quite easy, but you can do it. But you have no points because you're not. Pretty, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Pretty... I'll tell you what this game could have done with actually make it quite good is a foot pedal. Yeah. For your for your speed up, that would be quite cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose it would actually. Just stomp on it when you need to get quick. Uh, here's Jimmy, 25,790. Started by liking this one, but quickly realised that I've been duped. Some great ideas that Rally X went on to implement far better. Uh, overall, it's just a bit too annoying. Mm. Mark, what no gravy, 28,470. Despite the unfair difficulty and occasionally sluggish controls, I've finally improved my score. Nice. Chris CMP, 36,350. And he said, it's right. It's all right. It's all right. Top reviewing, top reviewing. Chris plus plus thirty six eight eighty. I somehow managed to reach Fort Knox plus one bank. Great job, great job finding a fun, uncommon game. As those are my favourites on your show, and it's great that you, when you bring them to everyone's attention, you save you save them from where they've been buried beneath for for the decades. But I must add that if I bought a car that used its fuel up this quickly, I'd bring it back to the car store. I would. That's where I buy cars from the car store. Car store, yeah. Just get one off the shelf, put it in the trolley, off you pop. Yeah. Lightfoot Bros, uh, 41,710. Good score. Okay, that's enough. Cannot stand it anymore. And in second place is Ugh. Shane Hollister, the baldy fool himself. Mm, me. Let me give you a let me give you a second place. Forty a muted ping. Forty eight five sixty. Started with a 10 pence effect, didn't like it, then I liked it. But I think you have to play it in maybe 20 minute doses before you get frustrated. 20 minute after. Yeah, I got a bit I got a bit rage quitty after playing it for a while. And our top of the top of the uh top of the ch- castle again, Charlie Farr, 73,640. He said he called it average car. You wouldn't you couldn't ever call this game pedestrian. Pedestrian. <laughs> Well, yeah, as far. usual, he's thrashed everyone. Didn't the world record is one hundred and ten thousand odd? I read that earlier. That's not unattainable, is it? Well, I don't think so. Charlie, if I get seventy three thousand, you probably get one hundred and ten thousand knowing him. Yeah. How, how much harder does the does the game get? Because I know the, the the red and blue cars that chase you do speed up quite well, and you get the 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 ambulance which whizzes backwards and forwards as well. You've got to get the way of that pretty quick. Yeah. It, it does start getting a bit manic and you, you use your saw horses up quite quickly and then you're sort of left a bit defenceless and you've got to try and dodge around the cars and then then yeah. you run out of fuel. Because if you run out of fuel, you don't die or anything or lose a life. You just go really, really slowly, like stupidly slowly. And on the later levels, the cars will catch up with you. You can, on the earlier levels, you can just crawl to the... You can scrape into the gas station and get going again. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the summary and improvements in this game, it, you've got to play it with a four-way stick. Definitely, definitely, definitely got to play with a four-way stick. Uh, and I, th- I was saying earlier how annoying it was the sawhorses come out when you need to stop a bad track. They don't, but as you've now told me, they only come out on the intersections. Yeah. If you, actually, if you just watch the game playing on the track mode, it does tell you everything you need to know about the game, which I like. Mm. It's a good attract mode, you how to yeah. play the game, what to do. Yeah, it's a good little attract mode. But with a lot of early Stern games, which this is, they get hard far too quickly. After level two, it just gets hard, and you know that's it. It should you know, give you a bit of a better learning curve, perhaps. I don't mind. That's the only thing I can think really. It's quite a simple game. I quite enjoyed it. I'll play it now and again. It wasn't terrible. Mm. 
A good, a good six out of ten. Yeah, I've, I've put, I've surprised myself by actually liking this game, albeit in small doses. The improvements mm. I'd put, bonus points for fuel left. That would be good. Yeah, you think? Bonus points for unused saw horses. You don't get anything. Yeah. Multiple cars caught in the same explosion. It'd be good if you got 200, 400, because I can get two in the same explosion. Yeah, yeah. When the explosion lasts a little while, yeah. if another car runs into it, it gets blown up as well. Ha-ha! <laughs> and then maybe different mazes. Well, it's not a maze. It's a grid. So maybe different grids. And Did you think the grid, the maze, looked exactly like the game Ghostbusters on the on the 8-bit computer? Yeah, somebody mentioned that, yeah. It was me. Some, someone also mentioned it's a got a bit of the turtles about it where you're dropping bombs behind you yeah i suppose yeah. i don't think chris oberth wrote turtles but it's the same sort of pedigree in the same times mm. he may have done actually i don't know it's a good game yeah and i would also yeah different mazes and different baddie graphics because it's just one one style of graphics but yeah i i do like it actually i'd give it a, a yeah a six six out of ten yeah, not a bad game at all, is it? Mm. Next show's game. Nice one. That was a nice simple one. Um, right. This is my pick. And I was going to choose a game which uses unique controls, but I still haven't found that flipping spinner yet. But we may have to do a twin stick one thing, because I've actually got a twin stick machine again now, and I know you've got a single player one, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. But... You can play arcade games at Arcade Club. It's possible. In your break, obviously. Only in your break time. Possibly. Remember? Possibly. Yeah, so maybe one of your picks will be a, a, an odd joystick one or whatever. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a game I thought we'd done already, and I don't know why we haven't done it yet. And it is Set in Stone Cold Classic. Frogger. Yeah, Frogger. It's a developer with Konami, obviously. Um, the ROM is just Frogger. Uh, Lives 3, difficulty, it's just set as it is. Uh, Extra Life at 20k, which is standard. I think it's set on the machine, uh, which I've never got to. No, but I've got to 20,000. Frogger is amazing, isn't it? Surely, no, it surely, someone's not, no one's going to like dislike Frogger. Surely, it is. I, I, I still come back to it. It's a great game to play if you're having a beer because you can have a beer with your right hand and then just play it with your left hand. And your so, scores so, get progressively worse. Uh, yeah, there is that. Odd that. Yeah. So yeah. send in your scores in, and we'll be playing Frogger next time. Uh, anything more to say, Sean, before we log off? No, thank you all for listening, kids. We love you all, kids. We do. We love every one of you. Do you be cook? See ya. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpenceofcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at tenpenceofcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpenceofcade. And you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.